be creative and think of like, what are the cool things that make you you and that make you unique and make you stand out? Doesn't have to just be professionally, but also personally. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Emily Reagan. I'm so glad you're here and joining me on this podcast today. I have brought back a Facebook Live we did in the group a little while ago with Melissa Caputo. She is amazing. I love this interview so much. First of all, her story is so relatable. She's multifaceted, multi-passionate, had her hands in a lot of different businesses, a lot of different roles, and how she frames this to her advantage and how she got hired to a seven-figure, I don't know, maybe eight-figure team influencer is amazing. Like it's such a fun story. And I could see this working for any one of you listening. Melissa now works for Sean Cannell of Think Media, which is pretty cool. I actually met her in person at a conference and I was talking to Sean, but I was more intrigued by her and what she was doing as what she calls the entrepreneur. I don't know if I said that right, but the person behind the scenes who doesn't need to be the figurehead, who doesn't need to have their face everywhere, the person who's perfectly comfortable supporting the business and is in their zone of genius doing that. She's going to share her story, how she got this opportunity, it started with a low-level position, and how she turned it into like full-time team member to being like an operations role type manager. So listen to what she's putting down, a lot of good tips about how to get the job, how to get hired, how to stand out. And of course, in the interview process, some of these questions that you can use to make yourself get hired, to make yourself look good. She has such good questions she shares that I think is like big, big insight here. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into the interview with Melissa Caputo. Welcome to our Facebook Live today. I have Melissa Caputo here. She is on a seven-figure influencer team. It's called Think Media, and she's going to tell us how she got started, how her multi-passionate skills and talent have led her to this like fun place online. So, Melissa, take it away and tell everyone you know your story, how you started. Thanks so much, Emily. I am so happy to be here. And especially during this time that we are in the world, I think it's the perfect time to be having these conversations. Um, because virtual assistants and people like in this world are so, so specially set up to be able to be successful throughout this time. So I'll go into my background, but I just want to say I'm very grateful to be here. So I started with Think Media only about a year and a half ago. I say only because it feels like it's been about five years. (laughs) Um, So I've been with Think Media um, in a lot of different capacities since then. Prior to being in Think, I just did a lot of different kinds of work. So I've been in, I have a degree in neuroscience. I didn't do anything in that realm at all. I went straight into um, actually a job like trading on stock market. And then I started my own company. I did digital media and I did a variety of other things. I did bookkeeping for a while. So I've kind of always been somebody who's had my hands in a lot of different things. And when Think came around, like I started watching them because I had my own company. And so I was 
looking at their suggestions for cameras and tech and trying to learn how do I do videography because I just sold myself as somebody who's going to do videography for companies. I saw like an opening in the market and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I didn't have any of the skills to do it. So I started following (laughs) naturally, right? Entrepreneur mindset. I can figure it out. Exactly. (laughs) So I started following uh, Sean on all his different platforms for that reason. And then at one point they put out a public call for hiring and they were just hiring like basically a low level part-time customer service position. And I was running my company and I was, we were just going like crazy because it was something that a lot of people needed, but oh, it was so much work. And I was a little burnt out. (laughs) I was pretty tired And so I was thinking, maybe I can just do this on the side and I can kind of like cut down on my media clients. And so I applied and I was like, I don't know. I don't care if it's low level customer service. Like I just want to be connected to these people. I didn't care really what the job was. I was just like, these are good people to be connected to. And so I applied and (laughs) miraculously got the job. I am still like so blown away to this point that my journey took me to getting the job with them because there's other great clients and I just know that like are great um, applicants. And so I feel very grateful to have gotten that job. And um, I actually, they, they hired me on not for customer service, but they said, you know what, you seem like somebody who could help us like on our operations team, which is basically code. I was just talking to Emily. Operations is essentially code for like, you're going to have your hands in everything, right? In a small business, operations is like, you're going to do our systems, our processes. There'll be a little bit of managing. You're going to be in emails a lot. you know. So I jumped into that role. I started as an intern. I was like, uh, I don't even know if I was paid in the very beginning, but I was paid very like low level because they kind of do this like testing Um, internship with you. And then um, now I am here. So uh, I have multiple job titles basically at this point, but I um, manage our marketing for the, for the company and I co-manage operations. I'm underneath Heather Torres, which is Sean's business partner. And so I have the amazing blessing to be able to be working directly under both of them and just being, having been um, mentored and tutored by them for this time. So that was like a lot of information. I sure. <laughs> So there's so much I want to touch on here. So first of all, I love that you were already in the audience when they did the job posting. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's a key for a lot of virtual assistants out there. And when I say virtual assistant, you all know, I mean, more of the catch all behind the scenes, like, like Melissa said, doing whatever. VA is just the general vast term that everybody uses. So mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for like the people you want to work for. Join their email list, follow their social media, and don't be afraid to apply because they want to hire somebody who's already familiar with their brand. So what was that? Was it a Facebook post or tell me where the job was posted? Yeah, they actually put out a YouTube video, but they um, is where I first saw it, but they actually advertised it on social and I believe in their email. And I will say we whenever we've hired, we've always hired from within our community mm-hmm. because it is so important to have somebody who knows our products and knows our messaging and somebody who's already like, like us enough yeah. to be in our community. Yeah. And I've seen that time and time again on other mm-hmm. teams 
well. And I just posted a job I saw on for Julie Solomon's team. And now I follow her because of my PR background. But mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of more of an example for people to say, look, even in the job description, she says she wants to hire somebody who knows her. So it's yeah. on the email list. You don't have to open all the emails, but start following the people because they need resourceful teammates. Mm-hmm. And Melissa was willing to um, I don't want to say like work beneath her. I mean, you were willing to take a lower level customer service entry job, not because, I mean, you wanted the skills and you wanted to be on the right team. And from there you would have grown no matter what job you've gotten. I, I guarantee, I can tell that you have all the skills that you just have to get your foot in the door, which is the hard part. Yeah. And I definitely wouldn't say either like it's, it was beneath me. I was honestly happy to have that opportunity to go in like entry level because you know, I might have all this different experience, but it's always different. And I think that's like really important key too, is just being humble enough to see like the opportunity. And, um, yeah. you know, if you want to be working at the weather station, if you want to be on TV and if the only way you can get in the door is to be literally a janitor in the building, that's what you do. And you're grateful for that opportunity. That's kind yes. of how I see it. And I so didn't mean it to sound like that, but you're so right. No, no. Like, <laughs> put in the door that way by, by doing the work, by willing to do the work and show the work ethic and just be part of like something larger than yourself, you know? So I've hired my own interns. Like once they've done really good, I've used in the intern program as a testing way to see who I want to want to work with. So how long did it take you to get promoted or go through their evaluation phase? Yeah. Um, I think it took, <laughs> <laughs> not a long time um, for my role because I got, I was added into the mix in the middle of the time they were in desperate need of, <laughs> of help. And so I, I only, it only took me about a month to be at the intern level. And then I was hired on full time, but I was, had to scale up the entire time. So I didn't just immediately come into like, here's your shiny title. Here's like a great, you know, paycheck, whatever it is. It was like scaling up the entire time. And so it was a lot of patience for probably six months until I got to a point where I was like, this is like, this is a really cool spot to be. Like, I'm very, like, I was happy the entire time, but it took at least six months till I was at a point where like, you know, I felt like this is where I could be for a little while. Is that yeah. I think most job experience curves, I think are like nine months. Mm-hmm. So you yourself the patience and yeah. you start slow and you start adding more and more to your plate and you make yourself crucial and really a part of the team and knowing what's going on. So the fact that you felt like that in six months, I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was very fast. It, it was six months, but it felt like probably at least a year or two years. <laughs> what happened? Like calling trial by fire. So yes. um, what happened to your company at the time once you got hired? Yeah. Um, it actually, it all worked out really perfectly. I know that it doesn't happen that way for everybody, but, um, my business partner was actually needing to move anyway. And our company is very physical going and taking videos for people. And so we just dissolved it. So we moved all of our, um, I got recommended all my clients to other people and then I went full-time with think. So it worked out really well. There was some time there. There's a little overlap period that was pretty stressful, but oh, I <laughs> pushed through it and then it was fine. There's something to be said with the stress of running your own business. And 
I like being part of teams when I know exactly what I'm doing and yet the burden isn't on my shoulder. Like there, there's like, there's something good about being behind the scenes and being on mm-hmm. a team, and not having to be like the figurehead and yeah. like, it's a good spot for some of us. We like it here. So yeah. I love your story that you kind of had to, you dabbled in so much before you figured out what you really liked. Yeah. And I would definitely say that if you're somebody, especially when you're in the entrepreneur world, there is a need for entrepreneurs, but you feel this like pressure to be like, I need to desire to be the CEO. I need to be leading my own company. Like I shouldn't be happy here because the entrepreneur world so like speaks to that kind of person. I mean, frankly, like you can only go so far on your own. So they need entrepreneurs and it actually, I think, speaks to a different level of like strength and confidence to be able to say like, I don't need to be the top. Yeah. And, and I'll be frank, like I do want to run my own company someday, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had to learn to be patient with where I'm at right now because I know it's so valuable. And like, I was not happy running my own company at that time because it wasn't the company I wanted. And I, I was like super naive to it all. So like, this is amazing to get to have this experience um, but even if you never want to become a CEO or, you know, own, own your own company, like you are incredibly valuable and strong and important. <laughs> like, but that takes, so, like I said, that takes so much strength to be able to sit in the background. Yes. A lot of people. So that's like its own skill set. So have you read the book Rocket Fuel? I'm sure you hear about it all the time. I have not read it. <laughs> it's on my list. It talks about, uh, well, I'll sum it up for you in one sentence. It talks about how the visionaries and the integrator personalities behind the scene, business sidekick personalities are outnumbered four to one. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's more visionaries than there are the people to really make the business successful behind the scenes. So that just tells you everything. Like if you have these yeah. like talent for this, I guarantee you, you could find a place on a team like Melissa did. So tell me what your biggest strengths are in your job. Like what makes you good at your job? Ooh, okay. I'll brag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would start by qualifying everything that I have, since I was a kid, have struggled with the fact that like, I don't have, you know, like a talent. (laughs) I was not the kid who was like getting up on, on a stage at talent show or, you know, who was like, naturally gifted at sports. I don't have, I can't sing, you know, I'm not very good at playing instruments. I like a lot of things, but I'm, I can't draw. Like I never had any natural talent and that sounds like horrible to say about yourself, but I've accepted it. <laughs> <Because> I realized <laughs> that my, my talent was being adaptable and yeah. being really hardworking. And so I have always had to fight <laughs> for anything I had because I'm, I'm not, even like naturally really great at school. I'm not naturally super smart. Like I just, I had to fight for everything that I ever did. And so encouragement to anybody (laughs) out there who also has had those feelings, it actually can become a strength because um, it pushed me to be the kind of person who, like I said, fought for what I wanted, who went out and just figured it out. I was the person who would read through all of the tax, like the instructions on the tax document for like your schedule C or your 1099. Like I read everything because I just wanted to understand it. And it sounds like a silly example, but that's because we're all probably doing our taxes. right now. (laughs) And so, you know, that was just what kept me going through college. That's what kept me going through multiple jobs. And what is, you know, to me, my skill set in this job. 
And so, um, that was like the big picture. And I don't know if you want me to go into more detail of like what skills I've had to learn, um, to be able to succeed in operations, but, um, just generally speaking, it's just been working super hard, looking for answers, not taking no for an answer and not having an attitude of like, Oh, you know, like this is unfair or this is, you know, too much to ask of me. It's like stepping to the challenge and being like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Cause I, I encourage all of my, I call them unicorns to do the same thing. Like the bottom line is a business owner and the team, they just need somebody who will figure it out. Yes. That's it. And like you, you can do that with the tools on the internet, with your network of friends and peers. I mean, that's like the best, I think the best quality any entrepreneur can hire. So oh. yes, I'd love to know like the little, a few of the little nitty gritty, you know, granular details of things you do and what you've learned along the way. Yeah. Um, well, just going back to that point too, really quickly is that when I've done several rounds of hiring now since I've been in the company and that is like one of the top things we look for is somebody who figures things out because of the kind of company we are. And, you know, okay. we need to be able to just give people stuff and say like, go figure this out. So there's like natural, you know, qualities that we look for in somebody that they have integrity and hardworking spirit. But like probably the third thing we look for is the ability to just to go and figure stuff out. How do you find out if somebody has that based on the application or is it in the interview process? Like give us some insight. So for me, what kind of pointed when they were hiring me, what kind of pointed to the fact that I had that ability was because I'd done so many different things and without the experience in it. So it kind of showed like, obviously she's somebody who can just figure it out because this is so stupid, but I never thought about using that because here I'm a military wife. I've never had a job longer than 18 months. I've done so many jobs. I never thought about packaging it like that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Package it. Yeah. Because in the traditional job market that that's a bad thing. And we're taught like, oh, you need to have like job longevity, but truly, actually the fact that I had touched so many things mm-hmm. like was what they were looking for. I had touched bookkeeping. Oh, that means I can help in finances. I had touched like running my own company. It means I had like, you know, leadership and, you know, basic stuff like that. I had been in the media world so I could understand half what a huge part of our business is. All of those things are like an amazing portfolio for, for anybody on here. Cause I'm sure that everybody who's in the virtual assistant world, you've had that experience where you have <laughs> been in all of these different areas and you might not feel like you're mastering any of them, but that doesn't matter. It does not matter that you've mastered everything. It just matters that you have like been exposed and you have a basic understanding and you can pursue any of them that you need to. Oh my gosh. That's the best soundbite right there. I know what I'm putting on IGTV right there. <laughs> that was so good. I could have used this advice back when I was 20 something and applying for jobs and people would could see that I moved a lot and would kind of make me feel bad about that. But like find a way to spin it positively and own it and make it your strength. I think this best advice ever. Yeah. I think that it's becoming more recognizable in our job fields now, but it's definitely something that at least for anybody like around my age, like that's what we've been taught all through college is that it was yeah. a bad thing, but it's powerful. Yes. It's power. <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be in professional sense either. Like I do a lot of random things. I'm a very eclectic person. I was like renovating my house at the time by myself. And they pointed to that as like, that's really cool that you do that because that shows like that you're hardworking and that you're like trying to figure stuff out and that you're going to YouTube to learn or a YouTube based business. So that was important to them. So 
you have yeah. to like be creative and think of like what are the cool things that make you you and that make you unique and make you stand out doesn't have to just be professionally but also personally so how do you see that in your job applicants like are you looking at the cover letter the resume the interview like shine some light on that yeah so we always do a first pass through people's uh, we actually do like a survey monkey that's like mm-hmm. our first level because we ask them questions and we'll have them submit their basic like resume data, but we'll also ask them specific questions. And so, you know, standing out on that round of things was important for us. So you do need to be able to stand out written. And then um, once you pass like that bar, basically, we do go into the verbal interviews like on camera. And I think that's where you can really see it the most is when you're talking to people, because when you ask a question, like, tell me one of the most difficult things you've dealt with in your professional life, you know, somebody that really reveals somebody like, hopefully they've gone through something difficult. That's, that's one thing we look for. Like, hopefully you have had a difficult experience. It is not a plus to be like, actually, like it's been smooth sailing. I've done perfect. I've been great. (laughs) It's actually a plus to say, oh, let me tell you, (laughs) it was crazy. And we ask people um, like what mistake they've made Oh, good. and and how they fixed it. Because again, I make a mistake on every single day (laughs) to be able to fix it. And so um, again, being honest and like, honestly, a big mistake is a great story because you have to really work hard to come back from like a really big mistake. So those are things that we ask and that we look for. So on the the paper, like on the survey monkey, we look for people who've had a lot of different job experience sometimes. It's not a requirement, but that's something that like, you know, will we'll stick out in our brain. Somebody who is active in our field. So somebody who has who is on social media, who goes to YouTube, who is in that world. Generally, if they're following us, they're probably going to be in that world, but you know, we still look for that like on the paper. And then, um, you know, uh, answering the questions, like when we interview customer service, people will ask, we'll give them a scenario of like, how would you handle this customer? And they have to like respond to it. And that's a huge, (laughs) huge part for us. (laughs) Um, And so we're just seeing on the paper that they have like the necessary basic skills and that they, you know, write decently and that sort of thing, if it applies to our job. And then when we bring them on camera, we're asking those hard hitting questions and trying to get down to like the character of the person. Like, can you work with this person? Yeah. So and how many people are on your team right now? Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. We have just about 15 like full-time people. And then we have contractors that we work with, you know, on a need basis. But yeah, it's about a core team of it's a little bit less. It's like 10 to 12. We're fluctuating right now because we're move, shifting people's roles around, but that's like about where we're usually sitting. So what do you do on a day-to-day business? Can you paint a picture of, I don't know, some of the jo- the tasks you're doing and maybe some of the programs you're working in and how you're communicating with everybody? Yeah. So 
well, I mean, I feel like I could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> Here's um, the brief rundown. <laughs> I, know, I, I feel like you and I could just have coffee and just like, oh yeah, maybe <laughs> fun. You could have a lot of stories, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So my day to day is truly, I don't exaggerate when I say that, you know, I'm very blessed to have my fingers and everything. I actually love that. It is another thing that's like part of my personality. I like to know everything that's going on and it helps me, it helps me work better when I have the big picture. I'm very much a big picture thinker. Okay. So in my role, I am blessed to be part of basically everything. So I'm part of our financial department. I'm part of, like I said, marketing. I manage um, that with the direction of Heather and then operations. And I do a little bit of like team management. So I'm trying, I'm kind of a middleman keeping Heather and Sean trying to keep them focused on our big picture stuff. I will then disseminate information to everybody else and try to keep people on track. So I just do my best basically to help Heather out. So I'm like a, I say like, I'm a mini Heather. Um, and if you missed it, Heather is Sean's business partner. She has been mentoring me the entire time in, I think. And so I, when I say like, I manage things, it's literally just like her being like, Mel, please like do this, Mel, do this because she is like the master brains of everything. But so my day to day, I get on Slack. We use Slack for communication with our team because it is necessary (laughs) to have good communication. Like 10 to 15 people doesn't seem like a lot, but it gets to be, it is a lot. lot Projects in the air and not everybody's working on all of them. It's, oh my God, imagine what that's like. And we, we move really fast. (laughs) And so our company, we'll, we're like changing on a dime all the time. And we don't have like, you know, in a big corporation, you'll have middle managers and basically like, I'm kind of like a middle manager, but everybody is there is like a leader and we don't have a lot of other managers. So it's kind of like, we're all working together and working towards our goals all together, which really means that we're all always talking about everything always. (laughs) So we're on Slack. We do project management through monday.com. We use Google calendar religiously. Everybody has to like be putting their work blocks on, on Google calendar. So I'm working on what, when schedule out ahead of time. Okay. And we use toggle the time track. And so, and then, so we'll go in and we'll see like, oh, wow, she spent a lot of time on emails yesterday. I need to actually shift her off of that because we have some other important things. That was a lot of time. So that's how we'll use Toggle on a day-to-day basis. So I will check in on those things in the morning. I'm not really, I shouldn't, I should do creative time first, but I'll check in <laughs> on that in the morning, make sure everybody's set and good to go. People aren't waiting on like approval from me or direction from me. And I'll go through with um, different people and be like, here are your priorities for the day. Um, I check what Heather has for us. Heather will like, and Sean will disseminate what is in their brains. They'll be like, okay, here's my brain dump. And then I kind of like parse it out to everybody and make sure everyone knows the priorities for the day. And then after that, the integrator online business manager role as well. I mean, you're the buffer between the visionaries and people doing the work and you're also doing the work. So that's awesome. And my girls will be familiar with that role more than they will be with operations, but um, it takes a certain person to be able to organize all of that and like extract what's important for the day from the visionary because they always have a lot of ideas. Oh yeah. (laughs) It comes from working really close to them for a long time. I can take things, I can be like, I can tell that's not really what you want us to focus on. I can tell that's just like an idea 
we're yeah. not going to do that right now. <laughs> Good. So, um, what, are, what are your favorite marketing creative things to do? Yes. Okay. I love building our pages on our website, which is funny because Emily pointed out a couple errors uh, we had when she was <laughs> trying to pull up a link for us. She's like, this isn't working. <laughs> people about their Instagram link and their Facebook page or their like social media links on their website. But it's, <laughs> trust me, I, I get tons of those too, but that's so funny. I didn't even know you did it. <laughs> well, good. Um, no. So yeah. So I do a lot of that. It's actually probably what I prefer doing is it's a little bit more relaxing to me. It's a little bit more like creative and I get to like make the pages look pretty. Try to. Can I ask what you like, let's talk shop. What are you using? WordPress or? We actually use Kajabi for everything. I don't know I'm if you that. I saw that. I, I even knew that. Yes. Oh yeah. That's right. Cause one of our links went to a Kajabi default yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we use Kajabi for all of our page building and our email lists, as well as like our marketing, our products, our digital courses. So I um, pretty much manage all of that at this point. I've kicked Heather out. I said, you are not building pages anymore. That's not what you need to spend time on. You go do other things. Good. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I also do, um, I just do a lot of our copywriting in general. So I do email marketing. I write a lot of our promotional emails. And, um, social copy, I do like our social calendar and scheduling that out. So that's quite a lot <laughs> on the marketing side that I enjoy. Come to the copywriting conference with me next year. Ooh, I would love, I could use it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to invite you to our little Facebook group. I, I don't buy anything from them, but it was so much fun hanging out with other people behind the scenes who do the writing. And, you know, some of them yeah. are looking for amazing I mean, you know, all the people, you know, all the big wigs, but it was, it was really kind of cool to nerd out that way. But yeah, it's Charleston next year. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I'll try to schedule like that stuff for the morning while my brain is fresh and I'll do a lot of creative. So all of that copywriting, um, we do webinars, we have products. We, um, when Sean is speaking, when there's, I guess we're going to be doing a lot of digital events this year. So we work on like, what is his messaging for his talks? And and he does all of the bulk of it, but you know, there to like help give input and we yeah. will write up titles, that sort of thing. So um, doing a lot of the marketing copy. And then I have somebody who works with me and training her on everything as we go. Her name is Alina and she's amazing. She came out of law school. Decided- wow. <laughs> I know you can have really any background. She came yeah. out of law school, had no business experience. So there's a just like a different side of things, no business experience at all. We hired her because of those characteristics that I mentioned. Um, she just was super hardworking and she has been learning everything marketing, um, ever since she came on. And so she, um, helps with all of that. So we have a really fun little dynamic. We have like our girl team. We call it all of our ops is basically women. <laughs> and so we all just like work on, on that stuff together. But Oh my gosh. So who does Sean's presentations when he speaks? He, the, actually, the slides? he does them all himself. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's part of his just process for getting prepped for, for it. He likes to, yeah. he comes up with the topics. And like I said, we'll like help brainstorm with them and stuff, but he does everything himself still. Yeah. And all his videos, he does whenever he does a live stream, anything like that, all totally from his brain. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, Heather has a side business too, right? Where she's yeah. teaching homeschooling? Yes. So she, it's kind of, it's like, she's a case study essentially for Think Media. 
Okay. So she was doing that before she joined Think, but it was never like a full blown side business for her. She posts very rarely on her channel, but she has one of the one of the larger homeschool channels on YouTube. I know, which is just crazy because she puts so so little time into it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. But she's she does great at it, and so that's something because she works at home with her husband. Her husband it um, stays home homeschools their three kids. She works full time, like crazy, crazy works hard at think. And so they try to help other parents navigate that. And what it looks like, especially having like stay at home, dad, working mom, she wants to empower other moms to feel like that's okay. Yeah. That was awesome. That I met all three of you at the Kajabi conference. You all were having coffee and I kind of busted my way in there with a friend. And I really just wanted to ask well, I really wanted to pick your brains about being a team. And I, at the time I was on a seven figure team and then I had gotten back from Kajabi and resigned and moved in a different direction. But I'm always just fascinated about how people get hired, what the dynamic is like, like, cause it really is a dynamic fluid, you know, role that we all have in the team yeah. and knowing like what works, like what, why do you think you guys are such a good team? Mm. We all have the same values, which is a really big deal, especially, um, we've talked about this actually, like our core team will always want to have really similar values, even if not every single person through the extremities will, but our core team have same values. Honestly, we're very similar and that's not always going to be the case. Like you can't, you can't always like be like, wow, you are just like me. Like I'm going to work for you. But that helped a lot because I understand where they're coming from in a lot of ways. And I can kind of like I mentioned before, like interpret what's going on in their brains. It helps me to keep up. But I think the biggest thing is that we all are really, really open in our communication. And so uh, Heather and I, especially because we work so closely together, I will tell her straight up right away if something is not like making sense to me, if it's not jiving with me, if I'm like, I don't agree with that. And a lot of times too, she'll say like, oh, that's okay. We're still going to do it. <laughs> Whatever the case is, <laughs> she's my boss. And I am okay with that because I have like utmost respect for her and for Sean's leadership. And they have a lot of respect for me. So they ask for my opinions. They ask for you know me to speak up and they don't just dictate. And so I think that dynamic of like the communication and respect has been absolutely critical because we are working a lot of times very high stress and also very long hours. It could be a pressure cooker for, you know, blowing up. We've never had any major, I probably shouldn't even say that now. <laughs> it's going to happen, but we've never had any like, you know, I've, haven't ever been mad at them or upset or bitter. And as far as I know, they've never felt that yeah. way. They've never had big blow ups. And so. Well, it sounds like you don't take anything personally. You're, you're all in it for the same reason. And you know that. And I think that's awesome. Like to, for you to have that sidekick role and be able to have input. I mean, that means all the world to me more than mm-hmm. anything else sometimes on a team. So. Yeah. And I think if you're like a virtual assistant and you're trying to figure out maybe that dynamic isn't natural with some of your clients that you're working with. It's like, how do I, as a virtual assistant, help to try to foster that? I think that there actually are ways. An amazing book on this is, um, I don't know if you've read John Maxwell before, but 360 Degree Leader. Oh, I actually have heard that reference, but I haven't read it. So that's an amazing book for virtual assistants, I feel like, because it's all about basically people in the middle of organizations and at the bottom. And so it's all about how can I lead as somebody who's not like 
the top, who's not a manager per se. Like, how can I lead as somebody who's under others? Great tips. But one of the most important things to me is if you're trying to think like, how can I create that environment in my business is to, to let things roll off, to just always like be wanting to support and encourage. And the more that you do that, and the more that you come to the table and say like, whatever you tell me to do, I will run with it. But I, I just wanted to know, like, if you thought about this or if, you know, there was a reason we weren't doing this. Like there are ways to phrase things that kind of you can bring your ideas to the table without yeah. feeling, without sounding like this is wrong. This is dumb. Like, I'm not do this. This. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's great advice. A lot of our business owners that the unicorns get hired with are doing their very first hire. They're a solo partner mm-hmm. and they really do want more of a teammate sidekick than just somebody doing the work. And so it's hard when you're new, (laughs) like how much do I come to the table with how, you know, it's just a dynamic that you have to figure out. And it's different with every single client. Some clients just want you to do the work and not really just really be just the VA and others just need more help. And they want someone to bounce ideas off of and Mm -hmm. brainstorm like email list growing ideas and just things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, when, when you're trying to get yourself to that place, like I said, like being just crazy humble and understanding, even if you like, it's not even presenting yourself as humble. It is like truly like internally making sure you're being humble about like, this is a different business, different stuff going on personally with these people. Like everything I bring to the table, I want it to be cushioned with, listen, full respect, full, like deference to you, like full, I don't know if this is the way things work, you know? And so always having that kind of attitude, I think really helps them trust you to be able to speak up. What the number one complaint is I get from other business owners. They say their VA isn't proactive enough. Mm. So they want it all. They really do want it all. So you have to come to the table with those ideas, but do it in a way that's not forceful and demanding and personal so that's yeah. really interesting. So, okay, I've kept you so long. This has been so much fun. Will you tell everyone a little bit about uh, Think Media and where they can learn more about YouTube? Because I know there's a lot of business owners who hire VAs to help with YouTube. We all end up doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Think Media is all about giving you the tips and tools that you need to build a business online using YouTube. And so that's like our core business is teaching YouTube, but we obviously also will work in, um, you know, online building online funnels. We help people with that. We help people with their social media in general. Um, So we have a YouTube channel, tons of free, amazing content there for you. If you want to even just point a VA to that, or if you're a VA and you want to bolster your portfolio, um, we go through a lot of tech on that channel, but it's also... Um, just like YouTube strategy. And so I think one of the basics, if you want to get started on YouTube, one of the basic things we teach is how to rank a video. And it's all about, you know, I might not have a big channel. I might not have a huge audience. Even if you're a big company, maybe you're brand new on YouTube. It's all about how to get your video in front of a lot of people, even if you don't have a lot of viewers. So that's like one of our core strategies we teach. And um, I think Emily will maybe give a link to it, but we have a class, a free class about it. It's called, um, it's at URL thinkmasterclass.com. And, um, on that, we'll go through some of our basic strategies. And then 
we, um, at the end of it, we talk about one of our products, but there's no obligation to, to purchase typical online funnel. We just have to let you know that there's a product at the end. Um, so that's a big thing that we do is we give these free resources to people to try to give them that strategy. We have a think marketing podcast, which is more focused on the marketing side of things. Um, and on the, like the strategy. And then we also have like online courses that cover different topics around YouTube. So that's like our, the main parts of our business. So I listened to Sean's presentation at Kajabi the whole time he was doing it. I was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, he, he was teaching such good information and it was stuff that I teach. I have a small little crash course in YouTube just to get VAs up and running and know the basics, but you know, if they want to dive deeper, that's on them. Mm-hmm. And Sean was teaching things that I'm like, no, stop. Shh, don't tell everybody that. But it was so good. I love that he was just delivering value and it's all out there. Anyone can find it out. And so I did watch his webinar uh, later, I don't know at what point, and it was just as good. So anyone here who wants to know more about YouTube, he like hands you the keys to the castle and really gets, mm-hmm. gets your mind going with how you can use YouTube in your business or your client's business. Yeah. And I think it's really worth it. So we will post a link to that. And it is part of their sales funnel, but it's really good. And like she said, thank you. Uh, Deb just posted it for us. Deb's even watched it with me. I'm like, you got to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> thank you, Deb. <laughs> So are you involved with the podcast at all? So I haven't been um, on the initial episodes of it, but we're actually starting a Q&A show alongside of it. And that's something that I'm a part of. And I'm really excited. I actually don't like being on camera at all. (laughs) This whole Facebook group is about people behind the scenes. So don't worry. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so it's definitely outside my comfort zone, but I will be a part of the Think Marketing uh, podcast. So uh, on that Q&A show and then maybe on future episodes of the main uh, the main show as well. Okay. When I'm speaking better on things, I don't get nervous as much. <laughs> good. I would never have any idea. So don't, no. don't get it. <laughs> Q&A, like, like kind of like the bonus episode for the week. Is that what that is? Yeah. So we do it live and it just, we're trying to give an opportunity for people to all hang out together. Uh, we okay. do that on our media place, but it's like way to hang out, but we also answer everyone's questions uh, across YouTube and marketing. Whereas on Think Media, we really focus on YouTube. So awesome. I'll have to check that out. When is it? When does that start? Um, we have the first one coming up in a couple weeks. I don't have the date off the top of my head, but it's the first week of April. And I'll uh, switch you a link to it when we do it because yeah. that would be fun to have. You'd probably have a lot of helpful tips for us too. I feel like I learned so much from Q&As whenever anybody who's experienced in marketing is answering questions on the fly. Like I'm learning from the business owner standpoint. I'm learning. I just can't help but learn from this situation. And then their answers alone, but um, so that'll be fun. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in here. I'm going to link to your Instagram. If you all want to connect with her on Instagram, well, you can take Sean's webinar and yeah, this was so helpful. And I'm seeing really good comments about this. A lot of people can relate to your story being the well-rounded generalist and (laughs) her place on a team. So I think it's awesome and so inspiring. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Emily. And like I said at the beginning, just encouragement to everybody here. I'm sure that you're just dumping encouragement on your people, but you guys are in like the perfect spot right now. You're dynamic, you're flexible, and that's what you know the market needs right now. And so I, I know that everybody in this group is going to be resilient and and strong through what's going on. So thank you so much for having me on. This has been a really cool experience and it's 
been cool to like think back through my <laughs> through my experience in this world too. So I really appreciate it. It's so motivating to hear from other people and hear how they got started and hear their mindset. So it's it's more helpful than you will ever realize. So thank you so much. We you and I were trying to schedule this forever. Yeah. Um, uh it, it finally happened and the world shut down, but it's kind of ironic. But I like I I'm glad I didn't give up on you. I just kept pestering you. I'm like, come on, come on. We need to hear your story. <laughs> I really appreciate you pestering me. <laughs> it was right. really helpful. <laughs> All right. Take care. We'll see you online. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Isn't Melissa amazing? I just love everything she shared. I found her so inspiring. You would never know that was one of her first podcast interviews. She did great. What I really loved was this fact that she reframes mistakes into being a good thing. I don't think any entrepreneur wants to hire a complete perfectionist. I feel like that person is lying. We all need to show that we have learn from our mistakes, that we're constantly growing. We have that growth mindset and we can use that to our advantage in our next job with our next client. So she still has a desire to be an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean she's done for now. And I would love for you to go follow her on social because she does have her own brand. She is working on her personal brand. She is very conscientious when it comes to shopping and doing fair trade and sustainable products. So I want you to check out Melissa on Instagram. I've linked to her in the show notes. Give her a follow and please thank her for her encouraging words. I know she stepped out of her comfort zone with this podcast, but I think it was so insightful. So next week in the podcast, we're going to be talking about some lessons I've learned working in the online space and how it's changed me. A little bit of a personal story, a little bit of a detour from my normal podcast. Um, might be a little awkward, but we'll, we'll do it. In the meantime, you can come join our Facebook group where we have a weekly Facebook lives and we have lots of good content over there for the freelancer who's just starting, the freelancer who's finding her niche or somebody who just wants to network and keep learning. All right, I'll see you over there and see you next week. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. reads the oh i'm so sorry <laughs> we're gonna get a little let me know yeah <laughs> so i've got two big dogs so their barks are a little loud <laughs> um i have so i have two i have a mastiff and a pitbull <laughs> oh gosh okay <laughs> yeah um anyway sorry so this it, isn't like some professional audio recording so don't worry like here you probably use <laughs> So I can be yelling at my dog from the background. And the whole time he was talking, it was so good. And oh, my daughter just came in here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We're almost done, Winnie.